Jula Radio Plus presents Jula Innovations Unlocked. Perspiration, also known as sweat, is the fluid secreted by sweat glands in the skin of mammals. In humans, sweating is primarily a means of thermoregulation. But with the innovation of Jualongkorn University, your sweat does not only indicate your body condition, but your sweat may also reveal your mental well-being, especially if you are stressed or depressed. Led by two researchers, Dr. Patarawalai Sirinara of the Department of Preventive and Social Medicine, Faculty of Medicine, and Assistant Professor Shadin Kulasing from the Department of Chemistry, Faculty of Science. The accuracy rate of this innovative method in checking for stress and depression is over 90%. And if this is true, detecting, allocating, and curing people with certain mental disorders may become much more efficient. This is why today, Jula Innovations Unlocked paid a visit to the School of Global Health to gather more information. Dr. Patarawalai, Dr. Shadin, thank you so much for your time. My first question is, how did the idea of linking an individual's sweat with their conditions of stress and depression come about? Uh, the idea of connecting the emotional stress mm -hmm. and depression uh, into the chemicals in the sweat comes down from the understanding that uh, the chemicals in the sweat uh, when the body uh, have some stress and physical stress mm -hmm. or mental stress uh, they can produce some chemicals right. that uh, can link to the emotional states mm, all right uh, could you perhaps explain the mechanics of all this how does it work yeah, you could start from the hormone right, mm -hmm. in the body when, when you get stressed for a long time for okay. example and then uh, after that you may generate some kind of marker compounds in your blood yeah. and after that this could change the some kind of uh, you can think like uh, there are, there are some microbials around you right. right and then after you get chemicals in your body mm -hmm. change and then the microbial also change the behavior because right. uh, our chemical is just the food of the microbial and when something like that happening mm -hmm. the microbial is just kind of distribution in the body change yeah and different uh, microbial or bacteria they got different smell that's why at the end, after you got stressed, mm -hmm. it could lead to finally to the change of the bacteria and then change of your smell or volatile compounds. Body odor is the reflection or result of your mental condition? Yeah, correlation you can see. Oh, okay. So let me get this straight. So that means that your mental condition will then affect whatever mechanism it is within your body which will interact with the bacteria or microorganisms around you yeah. and that's where we detect the stress and we could sniff the smell yeah. oh you could actually smell it yeah. okay can, can we do it with our bare nose uh, the dog could do it easily dogs I mean. could do it right yeah but not sure about the human right right so so before we get to to the uh, idea of, of of this innovation that means that when people become stressed or are depressed and their chem the chemicals in their body change. Once they cure all that, will that level of chemical uh, reaction come down to a normal state or will it re maintain there? If it's quite long enough time, mm. the, the body chemicals will, could change back mm -hmm. to, to some of the 
the thing they got before, right? The profile right. of the smell they got. Yeah, it's kind of changeable. Right. So, so what happens is you collect the samples from the sweat, from from any part of the body or f from any particular place. Yeah, we we try the armpit. Yeah. We try the forehead. Yeah, it, it could work from socks also. From socks as well. Yeah. Oh. It could be applicable with anywhere, but but I I think we we pick up the armpit. Okay. Because it's uh, without the makeup. Ah. The lady will not. And, and uh, so once you have the samples of the sweat, what, what happens next? Just send to the lab mm -hmm. and then shoot the smell, kind of gas above the sample of the, the sweat mm -hmm. into the machine and then the machine analyzes the whole profile of the smell. Ah, okay. And this machine is made by you guys entirely? Oh, if we focus on some particular kind of disease, we could develop further the, the sensor. Right. Mm. Like come some kind of portable sensor that we can keep it around and then test, do the online in-line test. Right. Yeah, but uh, the normal step it involved with the, we got the big machine. Mm. That big machine could provide you some kind of the, all the chemicals in the sweat first. Mm -hmm. We could have up to 50, even 100 volatiles inside the, the sweat, human, okay. human sweat. Okay. Yeah. And after that, we can use some statistics and match things to kind of pick up some mm. kind of compound mm. called it as the biomarkers. Yeah, and then from that, we can develop further the, the sensor to sensitive to different biomarkers for detecting different diseases. Right. So let's say once we have this machine up and running on a very efficient day, how many samples can we actually check or mark? Yeah. For the big machine, it could be around 50 Per day, fifty samples per day. Fifty a day. But if you further develop into the sensor platform, I think we could go five hundred something like that. Wow! Yeah. So that would very, very much help out the uh, health officials who are looking after uh, mental conditions of people. Yeah. Right. Uh, in in your um, report, you mentioned that the uh, accuracy rate is about ninety percent. Over ninety. Over ninety percent. What, what's wrong with the other ten percent? Oh yeah, is that. Uh, related to several, several factors. Right? Uh, the first of the thing is like uh, if you can have some kind of drugs or some kind of herbs mm. to relax your mind, like cannabis for example, okay. yeah, we, we, we used to observe mm. some kind of the sweat profile of the cannabis user and then that uh, population kind of located within a normal person. I see. And the other case would be something about the they may kind of have some specific smell, mm -hmm. kind of deal with the, some microbials a lot okay. in the dirt or in the laboratory. They may be some kind of scientist. Yeah, if they experience this kind of microbiome diversity, yeah, they could have some of, of this characteristic smell also. Now, if we can detect stress and depression through our sweat, is it possible to detect other emotions through our sweat and body odor as well? For example, love, anxiety, excitement, I don't know, what have you. Kim? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a research for that. Mm -hmm. yeah, for both happiness and the sadness. For example, people in the past, they try making the group of people, one of the group, half of the group, uh, watching the happy movie, the mm -hmm. other half for the sad story things. And after that, they could smell the sniff the difference between mm. their sweat profile. And this means it could be applicable 
as well as the other kind of mental disease. Okay. Yeah. So at this stage, as we speak, how massive is the scale of your innovation, which will be of much help to the um, you know, psychologists or psychiatrists around Thailand? Ah, yes. Uh, so uh, we can supplement uh, the the diagnosis of the psychologists and psychiatrists mm -hmm. by. Uh, uh, we provide the objective mental health screenings. It's right. the chemical levels mm. in the sweat for of the patients uh -huh. that can early detect and uh, indicate. Uh, besides uh, only the opinions of the psychologist, we can uh, provide them with the chemical levels in the sweat to right. supplement their diagnosis and early treatment. Now, if it so happens that the chemicals that we detect from the sweat does not coincide of what the psychiatrists find in that particular patient. How, how do we weigh this? Who do we believe? Uh, yes, uh, it, it depends on uh, the history too. Mm. And so it, I, uh, we develop for a supplement mm. the diagnosis to help to ensure that uh, these patients have the moderate level or severe levels. And then it depends on the psychologist and psychiatrist to prescribe the treatment. It, it still depends on their opinion. Right. But we can supplement the objective mental health screening. Mm -hmm. And so far, uh, your uh, research has been conducted on, I believe, firefighters, was it? Uh, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, what was that? Is that based on the assumption that firefighters are very depressed? Or that's correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, according to the many studies around the world, mm -hmm. uh, there are more than 50% that firefighters have stress mm -hmm. and depression right. because of their work has like the urgent mm -hmm. and they see many colleagues or many uh, villagers die in victims, front of them, right? the, the victims. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So we started uh, our idea in the firefighters in right. Bangkok, uh -huh. uh, across Bangkok, uh, there are um, 40, 47 stations mm. and more than 100 firefighters. Right. We conducted the study over a year, mm -hmm. and and that that's why uh, we we are uh, confident to right. to conclude that uh, our screenings have uh, the accuracy more than 90 percent from from this cohort. All right, because it coincides with the research that has been done. Yeah, before conducted yeah. before, right. But collecting samples from uh, the firemen wouldn't be too difficult because they work in a very hot environment anyway, right? Yeah. Now, when, when you collect the, uh, the sweat, do you have to like swipe it and put it into the machine or can you kind of preserve it, freeze it? H how does it work? Yeah, you could start from some kind of cotton stick, like a three, four centimeter length. Okay. Yeah, just you have two of them under your armpits. Okay. And then you just hold it for around 10 to 15 minutes. Mm. You don't need to have the sweat. Yeah, because we got the body odor already. Oh, okay. It it could kind of uh, absorb onto the the carton easily after ten minutes. Okay, okay. And then you can put the carton back to the some kind of small vials and uh -huh. send to us for the analysis. Right. How long is this until it expires? You mean how long could it last? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe even several months. You can you can still detect some kind of markers. All right. Yeah. So, uh, how much is one of these test kits? How much would it cost to check one person's sweat to determine if they are stressed or depressed or not? Yeah, at the moment we can have some kind of big machine, mm. right? That one is above a million things. And then if you want to reduce the price, 
uh, or the cost of the testing, we need to further develop into the smaller platform. Okay. Right. We sacrifice with the accuracy rate, but we, we can go to the smaller and then cheaper platform, mm -hmm. like uh, a few hundred thousand okay. machines. And then after that, we can use the machine around. And this machine could detect, as I told you, 500 cases per day easily. Okay, so also once we have that machine, we could we could check as many people as we as we want. We can develop it into some platform like uh, the bed. If you're connecting this kind of machine sensor on the bed, and then it could detect you every day mm. after you sleep, and then have some reminding, something like this could happen. Wow. Okay. And have you conducted this study outside of Thailand? And, and w would it work theoretically? We are dealing with some group in the U.S. at the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah, they are kind of interested in uh, our approach also. And then they got some kind of thing called a micro-electronic device mm -hmm. to help you sniff the smell. Okay. Yeah, we, we are at uh, some kind of... Uh, Collaborate. Collaborating at the moment. Right, right. So it means that this kit could be used anywhere around the world. Therefore, it could be ready for exporting. Uh, that, is that possible? Uh, yeah, for not at the moment. I think it's some kind of depends on the data we got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we, if we have significant amount of the data, we can go for the larger and the larger areas. We're quite confident in Bangkok at the moment. Okay. Yeah, but if we want to go for the wider area, we need more data. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what would be your next step of research and development? Uh, now we expand the specific occupations into another high-stress occupation, mm. uh, which are nurses. Nurse. In the nationwide. Okay. So now we collect the sweat samples into hospitals already. We mm. finished collection already right. in Nakhonsi, Thammarat hospitals mm -hmm. and Ayutthaya hospitals. Okay. And then we expand to collect the sweat samples in the other hospitals. In, in nationwide, yep. Right, so assuming that nurses, which is one of the occupations that are very, very underpaid, I mean, yeah, and they work right. really hard, you're, yeah. you're assuming they, they, they're pretty stressful? Yeah, that's correct. Policemen also? Oh, yes, uh, according to that, the policemen have, like, uh, you, you have heard the news of the gun violence. Mm. Yeah, so we assume that we should uh, expand the, the screening of this mental health uh, via the sweat, uh, the stress in the sweat uh, right. through the police too. Yeah. Okay, as doctors and scientists in the big picture, how should one live their life so that they're not too stressful and don't end up depressed? It, it depends on uh, the work-life balance, I mm. think. Yeah, we, we should balance with the health and the work and the family and the happiness too. So we need to balance every aspect. Right. Yeah. I think just understanding yourself, I think, yeah, if you understand yourself, you know the level of the stress you could cope with, which level you should just go back further a little bit before mm -hmm. just going into the stress again. Right. If you understand yourself about your mind, I think uh -huh. it's quite, yeah, it should be very useful to, to deal with that. Right. You, yeah. Even you, you, are, you got the depression, mm. right, but if you can stay with it, you understand the symptom of the depression, the things, just a life, I think. Were there any interesting cases or findings during your research and development? Uh, yes, uh, for the firefighter cohort, there are uh, a few firefighters that need to uh, be excluded uh, from the study 
because of uh, they have very high stress mm. and then they commit suicide yeah and and some they go to the jail mm -hmm. because they have drug drug use something like that yeah. okay so it's interesting that uh, this this importance that uh, we need to screen the mental health in in the high risk high high risk of mental health problems occupations mm -hmm. Be because if we neglected them and then we they can go to commit suicide yeah right we need we need timely timely diagnose diagnosis mm -hmm. and timely screening timely treatment right for for some occupation or even the the mass population because mm -hmm. yeah. the earlier you detect the earlier yeah. for curing no. yeah because uh to this these days there are not enough number of psychologists and psychiatrists in thailand mm -hmm. so we try to uh develop this mental health screening method right to to help to help that when when they have some questionnaire and then have some screening mm -hmm. of the chemicals in the sweat okay so they they can uh, they can know that what mental status right. and and seek for help in times yeah you want anything i think this kind of project is something like uh, we observe people at the same time we do the research also. That's why we could not plan in advance. Sometimes we, we, we never know that, uh, how many people getting stressed before. Right? And then that's why we need to keep observing, getting more data. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of, whenever we found some kind of uh, abnormal dis mental disease or mental illness status things, we can just remind them and then we can bring them to the the psychiatrist, yeah. Mm, we mm. when when we when we uh, have some cases of severe stress or right. severe depression, mm -hmm. during our study, uh, we contact the psychiatrist at Jula Hospital right. to to treat them. Oh, okay. So you were just conducting your research. It just so happens that this individual, his marks are outstanding. So in you go. Yes, we we collaborate with psychiatrist at Jula Hospital too. So oh. it helped. It helped people mm -hmm. along with the study. Right. Once this becomes massive, becomes a national campaign, for example, if we're going to test people by the millions, do we always have to ask for their consent, or can we just like collect samples that we find and you know random people's shoes that they take off in front of temples? Is, is that possible, or do we have to ask for this consent? Need need to ask consent anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because because it's like uh, the the ethics. That, right. that the volunteer needs to give consent before right. before we can be checked. Mm -hmm. yeah. Were there anybody or any people who declined getting tested? Yes, because uh, some some people are fear that the mental health results will affect their work. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the boss of the work when when know that uh, they have some mental health problems, maybe uh, it affect his work maybe get fired or something mm. like that. that. That is some confidential issue too. Very sensitive issue. Yep, yep. But as doctors and as researchers, w would you say that people should, if they feel that they're, they have mental issues, should they get checked or should they just assume that they're sick and just cure themselves and what's the way out of all this? Uh, we need to get checked, need mm. screening first. Yep. Just nothing to be shy anyway, just the normal just condition of your mind like this, you just go for relaxing or taking some drugs, things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but, but if, if you think that it, your mental health 
affects your daily activities. Mm. It is the red flag, or or you have suicide symptoms. Okay. It, it is the red flag that you need to seek help for this to the psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to go to hospital. ASAP. Yes. As soon as possible. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's quite astonishing, and you know, a, a big hand to both of you and your team in developing, you know, this innovation to a national, if not international, scale. I'm sure that we will be able to help the work of psychiatrists and perhaps be able to save lives uh, by the millions. Then, not to mention the millions of people who have better living conditions mentally once that you know we could detect them with these symptoms as early as possible. So good luck to both of you and your teams, and thank you so much for your time. Chula Innovations Unlocked is produced and presented by Superjohn Klinsawan. This program is brought to you by Chula Longkorn University. Oh,